I don't got time to mark this motherfucker. Here we go again. We can't hear anybody. Nobody can talk to anybody. You guessed it, Pressure Points, with your two favorite hosts, I'm D, and this is Gatemaker AJ. We're coming at you with Season 6, Episode 19, Get Rich Quick with Portuguese Elvis, Part 4. We have a financial expert on site to mansplain the intricacies of cryptocurrency, so find us for additional content on Patreon and Insta, at Points Pressure. Let's get to it. Well, turn the fucking thing off, you dumbass. Nice. Uh. God damn, we did oh, it. You did it. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome. It's another fucking, it's another Monday. Yeah, it's another episode. We've made it. I, I mean, we showed up. Yeah. We did we, the minimum. We survived another week. Yep. How, how's everything been going? Not bad. Uh, had a little, like, family party today for my nephew and father's birthday. Nice. That happened this month. Well, that's so doxy. Yeah, I'm going to have to mute know, that. Right? Uh, <clears throat> and balled out and played some basketball against oh, my nephews. Yeah. Uh, I am too fat and out of shape to do it. So I am beat the fuck up. Nice. But, I, but we won. So fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them dumb. F- fuck them stupid eight stupid year old idiots. kids. <laughs> stupid eight year old idiots. Can't even ball. Yeah. God, get on my level. Yeah. Seriously. What the hell? Yeah, they're um, they're gonna be fine. I however, no no they they're already yeah, recovered. Yeah, they're they weren't even spent, and I was sweating my tits off. Yeah, I'm sure. But, it was a warm day. It was nice. Yeah, it's not. So the thing is, like, the way my parents' house is set up. Oh god, this is gonna be even further doxing. It's facing wow. west. Um, oh no! So they can find you. Uh, when the sun starts to go down, the backyard is like entirely covered with shadow. That's nice. And so it's really nice. We all just kind of hung out outside. Uh, we brought our little pup. She went crazy chasing the kids. Oh, um, nice. But yeah, we were able to play entirely in the shade. So, so no complaints good. here. Yeah. Even, even though if you looked at me, it looked like I you were having a heart attack. I spent an entire day working on the fucking railroad. You spent two hours <laughs> yeah. in the steam room. Yeah. No, I I get it. we, you know, we kind of had a slow start to our day today. I did some homework and made some breakfast, and you know. And then we went outside, and I mowed the lawn and Damn. made a gate, built a gate. That's doxing. Yeah. Oh, my, great. My lawn is mowed. But no, it, it was Built a nice. gate on the west side of your house. Oh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> no, it was it was really good. It was really nice to kind of get outside for a little bit. Now I'm getting allergies, but... Oh, really? Yeah. It's probably because I'm covered in pollen. Yeah, definitely. Because, uh, it's you. You got... No, my... You got squirted with pollen? So my parents have... Uh, oh, God, this is even more doxing. Uh, next to the basketball hoop, there's a pine tree, and it's got, like, all those little bushel things on it. And you, when you hit it, it's just... It goes, oh, yeah. And it's just see the so much pollen that's falling out. Yeah. And uh, when we were playing, my dad was like, oh, i got to trim that tree because it's covering, like, half of the hoop. So you couldn't shoot on half of the court. Oh, that's great. Or you would have gotten blocked by that fucking tree. Awesome. So, yeah. Fantastic. It's me. You're allergic to me. I'm allergic to you. So this yeah. is our last episode. This is the last episode. <laughs> I'm moving out. I'm and getting kicked out. Yeah, I'm, I'm kicking you out. I'm yeah. allergic to you. That's fair. No, it's been a good week. Yeah. You're taking yeah. it easy. Yeah, I uh, called in sick Thursday and Friday, yeah, even yeah. though I was it was two mental health. You days. were you were sick on the chronic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, but yeah, just took Thursday Friday off. It felt like. Pretty much every other day at work. It's kind of, it's making me realize, like, 
if I'm going to call into work, I should probably do it when I actually have stuff to do. Because I I woke up and was like, I didn't Time do anything. Five o'clock hit, and I was like, damn, it feels like every other day. Like, Aww. nothing feels really that different. That's the worst. I mean, I don't do anything when I'm at work, when I'm on shift, so yeah. it wasn't it you wasn't any anything. different. Yeah, especially not working. Yeah, I was like, damn, I just wasted like 16 PTO hours, and I did the exact same fucking thing that I would have done if I had been on shift, so. Dang. It's all good, though. Yeah, it's all right. It's still still worth it. Uh, how about you? How's uh, uh, How was your week? Busy? So I got, uh, I got a recommendation from a, a listener, which is really good. Really? Yeah, it's uh, a book called Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it it was so weird. I was talking to them, and they were they're like, "Hey, you gotta like, I'm listening to this book. You gotta you gotta listen to it or read it, you know." However, so I went, I got it, and I'm listening to it, and it is like the first minutes are so compelling. Yeah. And it just gets better. Are you just listening to it? Or I'm just listening reading? to it. Oh, work. Okay. That's fair. You know, 1.25 speed because the narrator is a little slow. Yeah, but they always are. Oh, it's it's really good. It's about the Osage people in Oklahoma, and then we found out because I looked it up when they were telling me to suggest or when they were suggesting it to me. I looked it up, and it's gonna be a movie this fall. Yeah, and it looks good. It's it's like Martin Scorsese it's and uh, Leonardo, DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. No female actors over the age of twenty five. Perfect. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's got um, Brendan Fraser. What's that? And, it, yeah, Brendan Fraser uh, looks evil. What's the, what's the other? Robert, Robert De Niro, Robert De Niro is yeah. in it. Like it's a big movie, and it's crazy that we just started. At, at, you know, yeah, that listen it to just... it. So I'm gonna do an episode on, tonight. No, no, oh, okay. on, uh, not tonight. In in the future, before the movie comes out, you should do it the same week. You should do it the yeah. Monday that it comes out. Maybe you should do it the Monday after it comes out. So when everybody's searching for that movie, they find our show instead. All right. No, uh, but you know, sometime <laughs> between now and the movie, I'm gonna do an episode just about the Osage people and their history and stuff like that. I think if I can swing it, because it's kind of there's a lot to talk yeah. about, um, and and you know so that it doesn't actually spoil the book or anything like that or the movie. And then after the movie, I say we all go out see the movie, yeah, time to see it. and then when we're done with it, come home and record an exclusive episode. Yeah, start, and talk about the movie. Start nighttime pressure points. Yeah, whatever it was. PP we after dark. Call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PP after dark. Just as a little little exclusive episode, talk about the the movie because. Like the trailer is amazing. Normally, yeah. I don't I don't like to see the trailer, but trailer is looks phenomenal. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Yeah. Then I started watching Steve nineteen eighty nine MRE. It's the guy on YouTube who eats old uh, rations and stuff. And you know I like old stuff. No. Yeah. <clears throat> and if you remember, I think it was last season. Kind of got in a little hot water because I overbid on a couple things that I wasn't expecting to win. And then, yeah, you know, uh, I had to pay for them all at once. Just before we started recording, AJ turned to me today and was like, oh, fuck, you remember how I stole my girlfriend or my wife's credit card? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, those things that I used her credit card info for, one on eBay, and now she's going to be in hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. So yep. what'd you get? So I got three items. Huh? First off, I, I only wanted one, any uh -huh. of the three. But you know, you put down the bids, and and if you I win get, all three, and if I get outbid, I just won't up the bid. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's how I normally do it, and ninety nine percent of the time, I get outbid on all three. I'm I won all of them. I was the only bid for all three. <laughs> what were they? And they're really cool. I don't know why I'm the. You're gonna make fun of me. I am because. But they're cool. Last night. And they're things that you're like, uh, that that I think. 
people would want to buy. <laughs> last night, for to preface this even further, last night we're playing video games, and we go upstairs. My girlfriend and I go upstairs to go uh, get a cookie from from AJ and and his wife, and uh, he's like, "Oh, hey, check out this cool thing that I just got." And I was like, "Oh, okay, what's he got?" He's like, "Look." It's a bedpan from the 1950s. That was free. And I was like, bro, what? Yeah, a bedpan <laughs> and like, urinal set. He's like, yeah, the person I got it from was just going to give it to a hospital and they'd put it on display. They don't deserve that. I was like, fuck no. Bro, what the fuck? Fuck no. I need that for when I get old. <laughs> so what do you have? What, what'd you get? So the first one, personally, I think is the coolest. So it's probably the most stupid one. Probably. No, I'm just kidding. It's a, it's a gas mask in a can. Okay. So they, they used to distribute true. the M9A1 gas masks that were used up to Vietnam in the military. Then they were used by police and National Guard during Vietnam. Uh, they would distribute them in these big cans. And, you know, I'm going to open it. Yeah. Because the gas mask is stamped with the production date. Oh, okay. And it may be extremely valuable depending on the year. But, but is it more valuable if it's in the can? Well, here's the thing. I'm only paying 20 bucks for it. Oh, okay. And normally opened, like, completely opened with the mask out of the box, is, it's like 100 bucks starting on eBay. Okay. Like, why didn't anybody bid on this? Like, that was the one I was sure I was going to get outbid on. It's a gamble. It's going to be from, like, 2003. Uh, I would be so <laughs> pissed if it was a reproduction, or if it was empty. Yeah. If, if the bottom was just cut out of it, I would be so pissed. <laughs> so I thought that, that one was super cool. I'm going to open it, maybe, maybe make a little video on it or something. Yeah. Then, uh, this one I was sure I wasn't going to win. And I think it's from Korea. Okay. But it could be from Vietnam. It's a waifu pillow, isn't it? It's it's a <laughs> fingerprinting kit. It's a U.S. Oh, okay. military intelligence fingerprinting kit. I didn't think I was going to get it. It's not bad. Like, it, it's a rare item. Like, it's pretty dang rare. Yeah. But there's so also cool. not a lot of... It's, it's hard to date. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's super cool. Yeah, it's super cool. Thing. But like, why? Why did I buy that? I don't you just gotta that. take your guest bedroom and make it into a museum. Yeah, literally just Fuck, do yeah. shelves and do a little little AJ museum. I would die. I have enough shit for it. I know you. Especially do. after this. Yeah. Uh, third item was the item that I wanted most of all. It's a 1963 Vietnam War U.S. military issue first aid kit with sealed contents. It's got the original contents in it. Okay. And so it, you know little little green box with a red cross on it and then you uh you know there it is with all its stuff in there Ooh, is this nice. doxing can people find me on ebay for this stuff i don't know maybe ah uh, fuck um but it's got like the the like first aid guides oh and shit the, okay the pamphlets and shit uh issued october 1962 slightly revised september 1963 and it's got, like, the safety now pamphlet. This is how to do breath shit. Damn. Here's all the bandages and stuff. So I'm going to pack that open. It was probably used in, like, administrative buildings. Yeah. It's not a super intense kit. But, yeah, it's a military issue from Vietnam. Hell yeah, not bad. Yeah, but, again, I only wanted one of these. <laughs> so, uh you know, let's get that rent coming. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. So, so I'm if you're no so if you're in the market for if buying the market one of these, these two of these three things, just reach out. We yeah, know, we know a guy. <laughs> yeah, somebody. I don't know who, but no, it, it's I'm 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 excited. Yeah, good as you should be. But I was just like, oh, okay, 
Okay. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. Okay, I have zero dollars. <laughs> so, <laughs> subscribe on Patreon if you want AJ to fund his addiction yeah, right. of buying old, useless shit. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, we're trying to do this at the start of the show now. So, we do an, ad- an additional oh, yeah, exclusive yeah. episode per month on Patreon. We have a bunch of episodes called Sloppy Seconds where we just kind of bullshit around and chat about whatever. It's not as, like, uh, structured as a regular show. It's pretty um, loosey-goosey. We have, like, 20-plus episodes of Sloppy Seconds. They're, like, 15 minutes long. Uh, and then AJ is working on a series called Voices on there. So Slowly. And, and if you want to f- see what the studio looks like when it's clean and when we first moved into it... Um, there's a video on there too. You get a, um, exclusive, There's a toe reveal. Yeah, exclusive foot pics on it. So yeah, if you're into dude feet, let us know. We could work something out for you. Yeah. But yeah, check us out. Uh, even if you don't subscribe, we would appreciate it if you guys just click around on the website. Any traffic helps us out. All right. Well, are you ready to meet Portuguese Elvis? Yeah. Yeah. I am. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm reviewing my notes, and it looks like there was a typo. It's Alves, not Elvis. Wow. It's Alves. Alves. Wow. It's R-E-I-S, and he's Portuguese. R-E-I-S. So, Rice? Reyes? 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 Yeah. I'm just going to call him Alves. Yeah, Elvis. Or his full name was Arthur Virgilio Alves dos Reyes. <laughs> God damn it. But we'll call him Alves. He was born in Lisbon in uh, 1896, in September 8th. Okay. So, you know, not, not, well, not a great start to the world. You're definitely going to live through uh, both world wars if you don't die young. Yeah, that's but, tough. you know, it, it, Lisbon, capital of Portugal, I was on their Wikipedia page, and their pictures, it looks beautiful. I want to go there. Oh, I'm sure. There's some beautiful architecture there. Uh, he was born, you know, let's start, you know, continuing the bad timeline. He was born to a poor family, <laughs> uh, very lower class. His father was an undertaker. Oh. Who was in a lot of debt. Damn. I don't know how you get in Jesus a lot of debt as an undertaker, man. but... Yeah, and Alves wanted to go to school for engineering. So, normally you'd say, well, poor family, you can't go to school. Yeah, yeah but this was the early 1900s, so he probably worked a part-time job and you know had more buying power than I have working a full-time <laughs> yeah, job. Yeah, for real. Put himself through school without debt or something. <laughs> and so he, he starts going to school, you know, fairly normal childhood for being poor. Most both, of our listeners relate to yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, he gets to school, and after about a year, he's like, eh, this isn't for me. I'm just going to go get married. It's like engineering is for putzes. I'm going to get into gambling like my dad. <laughs> yeah. Undertaking. <laughs> no, he, Gambling uh, and undertaking. Oh, yeah. You gamble on the corpses. Yeah, so yeah. You roll the dice on them. So that's what his dad used. was He was paying them with bones. <laughs> <laughs> Bone dice. <laughs> yeah. So he quits after a year and gets married to a woman called Maria a Luisa. A woman called Maria. <laughs> now, Maria Luisa Jacobetti de Azevedo in 1916. Weirdly enough, she was extremely wealthy. Her family was hey, very wealthy. Yeah, that's the way to do it. And at this point, you know, World War II is in full swing. He's married into a much more upper class, rich family. Nice. And they don't really like him. Yeah, because he's a college dropout. Well, because he's poor. Yeah, he's a poor college dropout. Because his dad uh, declares bankruptcy. <laughs> oh, no. Because he's in so much debt. So basically, the whole family is like, why did you marry him? <laughs> God What the fuck it. is wrong with you? This guy's Jesus an idiot. Christ. 
I fucking hate rich people. He also did not want to go to World War One. Oh, I fucking wonder reason. why. So to avoid being drafted and he to, said he had bone spurs. <laughs> yeah, to avoid being humiliated by the family, they just decide to go to Portuguese and Angola, which is in west uh, southwestern Africa. Mm-hmm. It's a colony, and they they're like, okay, yeah, you don't have to go to France and fight in the war. But you can't stay here. Go to the colony. Go get some work done. You can't go, but you can't stay here. Yeah, exactly. So they, uh, lots of animosity from the wife's family is what I'm picking up. Yeah. And so Alves packs his bags and packs his wife and grabs his uh, his college diploma and sets off for Angola. Good. Yeah. The, the end. The problem is he dropped out of school. So how do you get a diploma? See, he oh, yeah, he he got a diploma from. Where, where was it? Uh, Oxford's Polytechnic School of Engineering. Okay. Which was interesting because he didn't go to Oxford. He went to a Portuguese university. Yeah. Also, Oxford's Polytechnic School of Engineering doesn't exist. <laughs> Yo, this guy's a good old-fashioned scam artist, isn't he? He forged a college diploma, and then he got it notarized in Lisbon. Yo, anybody that says that it was a harder time, they're like, oh, yeah, like, man, 1900s was a struggle. It was probably harder to survive, but god damn, if it wasn't so easy to just bullshit your way through life. Anything. You could bullshit through Jesus. anything. He got it notarized. God damn. I, I don't know how, but you know, maybe he bribed him. Maybe the the notary was just just didn't double check. But I, I really think they just the notary just didn't give a shit. I, I think they were just like, oh, yeah. okay, stamp. Yeah. Just shows Who up. Gives and a shit? He pays his like two pence and then they're like, and Cool, you're done. set. Yeah. So the diploma specifically states that he studied geology, geometry, physics, metallurgy, pure math, paleography, mechanics, and electrical and mechanical engineering. Damn. So he studied like 11 topics or something, apparently. And he... Well, man, did it all. A jack of all trades. An Alves of all trades. He shows up with the degree in his hand and he gets a job working in the, you know, in cities, in a municipal type job working in sewers, construction, and repair of infrastructure. Because, you know, they're trying to develop the colony to be more westernized. Yeah. <clears throat> trying to catch up with the times. Yeah, and then he gets a job. In ni- by 1922, it's been a couple of years. Uh, war's over. And, yeah, I mean, why go back to Portugal at this time? Because most of, well, a lot of the, uh, a lot of Europe is in a recession, if not a, de- a depression, because mm-hmm. of the war. And... You know, they lost, like, huge percentages of their male workforce. So yeah. he just stays in Angola. Fair. And he gets a job at Ambaca, which was a railway company for basically the entire colony. And by 1922, he was chief engineer. Of course he was. He was God running damn, the show. It was, like, six years. Also, he's... What a stud. It's 1922, so he's 26? Ooh. Or something? Yeah. Now, he's he's born pretty young. In what? 97, 96, yeah. Yeah, so he's running the show down there, <clears throat> which, you know, I'm not going to blame him. No, 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 dude. For no, he, uh, for for the next part. Oh, okay. I was going to say, up to uh, this point, it like... It's whatever. He's just trying like, to get fucking by, dude. Like, Yeah, he's trying, well, poor, he's trying to be wealthy so he can rub it in his wife's face, poor, or wife's family's poor face. Poor in the 1900s. He's some shit. Oh, yeah. So, turns out the company... Had a lot of debt. 
and the company starts to fail. Much like his father, their CEO was a gambling man. A lot of the investors are getting nervous that the company is going to go out of business, and you know it's making a lot of money for the Portuguese like government. So the Portuguese the Portuguese government sends them a bailout of a hundred thousand bucks, which is a lot of money, especially for the time period. And Alves knew this because he's chief engineer. He gets all the information. He basically almost runs the company. Yeah, and he put it in his pocket. No, no. He, can, <laughs> he, he can't do that. That's too it's too obvious. So instead, he contacts his personal bank in New York, and he writes out a bunch of checks, mm-hmm. has them write out a bunch of te- checks, and put them on a ship to West Africa Okay. to buy the company. Oh, shit. He didn't have the money in his bank account. Yeah. But he's got these checks, and he knows it's going to be a couple of weeks. Yeah, what are they going to do? There. Like, find out electronically? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It's not instant. So <laughs> They're just going to Morse code over beep, 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 and check bounced. <laughs> like, get the fuck out Actually, of here. Actually, that, that's what, if if they arrive, and they will call the bank and say, hey, are these good? Like, do they does he have this much money in his bank? So he has to come up with enough money to buy out this entire company before the checks arrive by ship. Okay. So he's on. Ticking. Yeah, he he's he's on. He's focused. He took his Adderall. I really he's ready to go. Like t- 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 yeah, fucking <laughs> sound t- t- on t- here. T- t- just goes the rest of the episode. Oh, that no, not that long. <laughs> so he, yeah, he didn't have the money. How is he gonna get the money? So he transfers the bailout money to his New York account. Yeah, fuck yeah. Which happens basically instantaneously. They don't physically have the money, but the money's like promised. Yeah, yeah. And then it gets shipped and whatever, you know. But at the time, it was kind of like some things were instant, but some things needed like a physical check. So he transfers the money into his personal bank account. The checks arrived. They cleared. He buys the company. Majority share. He had enough money left over to also buy the Angola Mining Company, (laughs) the the main mining company in the entire colony. Which is wild because $100,000 right now won't even buy you like a garage on a house. Yeah. (laughs) God damn. crazy so they he uh for two years he gets away with this owns majority shares in both companies he's rolling he's rolling he's he's getting a lot of money sending a lot of money around investing in some you know here and there as you can and then the summer of 1924 he gets caught Uh oh basically someone was crunching the numbers and realized what he did and he he's actually living in Porto, which is the second largest city in Portugal. Living the high life, R- like middle finger to the wife's family, okay, rubbing so he it moved in. Back he moved to Portugal back because he was rich. Yeah, he didn't. Have so to work. basically, he, yeah, he didn't have to work. He just got checks. Yeah, he just got paid every week or month or whatever. Makes sense. So he's he's living the high life, the Miller high life, and he gets arrested. He's in prison pending sentencing for fifty four days. And then, he gets, and then he gets released due to a technicality. Basically, they were only able to charge him with passing a bad check. Do you want to know what it was? It's because the account said Elvis. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> that's ex- exactly. No, it was, just a, it was just a dumb technicality where it was like, Damn. we can't get him on the embezzlement of 100000 bucks, which at that time period, that's a shitload of money. Yeah, which is... F- we've We've discussed this in previous episodes based on anybody that I've talked about going to jail recently... 54 days for $100,000 and buying two companies with the government's cash is fucking preposterous. Yeah. And nobody else got in trouble. Like, you know, the bank who knew he didn't have enough money to clear the checks. 
and then randomly got a deposit for the right amount of money. Like yeah. interesting how that works out. Yeah, they don't care. But he started to tell people it was a criminal conspiracy that he got caught. Oh, nice! It was it was the bankers, it was the financiers, it was the global elites. And they're trying to steal his company away. So everyone started making signs that said, stop the steal. Yeah. And stop, exactly stop the count of how much money he embezzled. Yeah. So, yeah, they're all, stop the steal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> In those two years, he also set up like a, I think he bought an American car, like um, used car business <laughs> Jesus. with the money. And he set up a company that would ship shit from the u.s to angola he was on a so he made a bunch of money he was on a first name basis with henry ford pretty much (laughs) and he also got to keep all that stuff like they didn't take any what he he was he was released on a ten thousand dollar bail oh yeah he just paid well she just paid he just paid it because he was like the technicality was i don't i don't i couldn't figure it out but it it was something just dumb yeah like he he obviously lost control of those two companies it was like two different dates they were like oh well he technically paid for the company like I would imagine yeah, it's it was something like technically like, he did pay for the yeah, company. Yeah, that he he signed the purchase over prior to them even receiving the money. Is I, my I, guess. I think it was the dates on the checks. He forward dated yeah. the checks. That's probably so that the was. money was. Yeah, it, it was stupid. It was really dumb. Yeah, and he, you know, with that that import export company that he set up, also got caught just slightly trafficking arms. Just a little bit. Honestly, that's just... That was a side job. Yeah, that's not even what this this episode's about, honestly. It really isn't. It isn't. (laughs) That's the only time I talk about it. So now, much like Adolf Hitler... Oh, God. When Alves was in prison, he got to thinking. He got to planning. Uh Uh-oh. All great thinkers... Hold on. Let me not say that. Oh, no. All great thinkers start in prison. (laughs) (laughs) So, during these 54 days, which... It was an eternity, 54 days. Oh, my gosh. God damn. He starts planning his next move. 54 days in a Portuguese prison? No thanks. I don't have to pay rent or pay for food or anything for 54 days? Oh, don't sign me up. (laughs) So during his company takeovers, he started making some friends and some connections with some fairly powerful people. People who had some very specific and useful skills people who were serving 32 days in portuguese prison Pretty for financial crimes people who were had good reputations and were legit but had a checkered past if you look into them just a little bit people who would say i mean if it's legal i'll do it even if it's not ethical or you know if it's a gray area it's whatever okay and he he starts thinking he starts putting together like an ocean's 11 team of people <laughs> So his plot was to forge a contract from the Bank of Portugal. The Bank of Portugal was partially privately owned, and it was in charge of basically printing the money for the country. Okay. So he wanted to forge a contract that authorized him as a contractor to print legitimate banknotes from official printers for the purpose of loaning money to develop the colony of Angola. Angola? Angola. It's Angola. Angola, But it's just, I keep, I've said it a million times, so it sounds weird. (laughs) Damn. So he he basically is setting himself up as a private lender without, like, he's basically just creating money. Yeah. And it's real money. They're not counterfeits. He's like, I am the Federal Reserve, pretty much. Yeah. That's exactly what he's trying to do. That's his plan. Yeah. He he realized that there's some, some strange, interesting loopholes for having a 
partially privatized <laughs> national bank, <laughs> which includes damn it, people dude. have shares and like they're investors, like it's a private company. Mm-hmm. So people have different you know share amounts. You can get the majority if you buy enough shares, you can get the majority control of a national bank. Is essentially <sighs> what damn, you know. He realized that there's some weird stuff, um, but you know that that's. So much money. There's he a reason. Anything. There's a reason engineering school wasn't for this guy. Yeah, and it's because he was basically a fucking lawyer. Like, yeah, he the like, man. I don't know how the man was perfect for naturally a like this. Yeah. And you know, he couldn't take over the bank by like forging shares or anything like that because in the bank charter, the people who owned the shares were anonymous. It was kept private to protect their identities. God damn it! So he couldn't it, just dude. take over the. He couldn't just take over the bank by forging shares. Yeah. That was his first thought, I think. Yeah. That's that's my theory. So I mean, instead, that, of course that would be his first thought. Like, yeah, just take over the bank, and then you can just do whatever. Yeah. But he then yeah then he went this way in late 1924. He wrote the contract out and got it officially notarized <laughs> again. A hundred percent. Probably the has, same notary. No, he just has a friend that worked for the notary. That like when everything crashed and like. I don't know every year. Post war, yeah. They just kept the stamp. That's yeah, all it right? was. Yeah. He like, just he just had a friend. And he was like, "Hey, what do you, what do you do with that stamp?" And the guy's like, "Oh, it's just from one of my old jobs." And he's like, "Is it cool if I take that?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, I, don't give a I just want to look at I, it. I don't want to work there anymore." You want me to throw that away for yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll toss that out that? for you. <laughs> and then he just buys a little pad of ink, and he's like, "Oh shit, dude, I don't know how, but he that is wild. He, de- I mean, somebody he bribes him, or the person just somebody in a, a position that's pulling shit like this. He either has connections, or he has one of those fucking stamps. Yeah, like, right. It's just, it's just that fucking easy. It, and so he ends up then because it's officially notarized. He then gets it notarized three more times from the country of Britain." Oh my God! France and Germany. He Jeez. gets it officially, diplomatically notarized. Homeboy's literally going to destabilize the entire European <laughs> fucking economy. Dude, he does worse than that, which we'll get into. God but damn. he, so he gets it officially notarized. Somehow, this is legit notarizations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These aren't forgeries. Uh, then he translates the contract into French, signs it as the bank officials because he traces it, traces the signature from the money. From the banknotes. God damn. So it's the it's a trace signature of the bank officials in French, and now it it seems like it has international support and legitimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next step is no, it doesn't seem like no, it. No, it is. It, it definitely is. has it international is. support and legitimacy now. Yeah, because I don't know how he fucking did it, but silver tongue, Good I guess. God, I don't dude. know. Next step is he's got to get his friends to help, and he doesn't want to let them know. Yeah. That it's a forgery. Even it's though fair. they're going to be in on it, even though they're going to benefit from it, no, he's going to pay them. Yeah, you still can't. You still can't. He I mean, needs it's to be, plausible di- deniability. Yeah, well, he just needs to be the only one who knows the original form is a forgery. Yeah. So that it's trust no one. Yeah. You nobody, know, if you're nobody scam, else fucks up and tells tells their exactly. shitty wife. and Exactly. Yeah. That, that's exactly it. So nobody, starts, nobody tells their police officer husband yeah. that also works side gigs at the who, IRS. Who owns the majority share at the <laughs> bank. Yeah. At Chase Bank. <laughs> yeah. So he builds the story that the loan and the mini printing, uh, printing operation is a clandestine mission from the Portuguese government to develop Angola. Um, the idea is that it has to be a secret because Portugal at this time period has 
a severe reputation of self-dealing, corruption, <laughs> stuff like that. So the idea is, oh, we do it quiet, and we still can develop this colony, make the country very wealthy, yeah, and nobody's going to have corruption. You know, it's not going to be... None of that money's going to go to the wrong place. Yeah, despite all, going, of it is. despite all of it going to the wrong fucking place. Yeah. It also would have been politically um, unpopular to put this much money into the okay. colony while the country yeah. itself is struggling. That's fair. So that that was the next thing. It's like you can't tell anybody that we're doing this because yeah. it looks politically unfavorable and we have a lot of silent investors and backers. Okay. So, you know, we don't want to ruin their career. So just don't talk about it. So in Dutch, or in Dutch, in <laughs> enters Dutch trader. I'm Carl. I cannot pronounce his last name. I tried. It's got so many V's, Y's, and S's in it. We're just going to call him Carl. It's K-A-R-E-L. That is his actual oh, okay. first name. Carl. And then German trader by the name of Adolf Hennies. Oh, we're close. Close. And the brother. Adolf Hennies. Yeah, exactly. And the, the brother of a Portuguese ambassador named Jose Banderas, who's okay. bro- his brother, the ambassador, Antonio. is Antonio. <laughs> his name is Antonio Banderas, and it's fantastic. I That's saw amazing. That. And this is how you found it. You searched yeah. Antonio Banderas. Shirtless. You to, yeah, Portuguese. shirtless Antonio Banderas, and it pulled up a picture from, like, 1924. You're like, wait, is that wait. old? <laughs> Hold on. He is a vampire. <laughs> I knew that movie was a documentary. So all of these people had legitimate connections in trade, in politics, especially, you know, the brother of an ambassador. But I think uh, Carl, I think, also had, like, a diplomatic passport from Liberia. Like, they had all these weird connections. Dude, the Dutch always have the craziest connections. They do. And you know the Germans do. Turns out, also, we didn't figure this out until later, Adolf Hennies was involved in espionage and spycraft in World War I. He was a German spy (laughs) originally, which... Is so cool. <laughs> um, I love it. So basically, everybody was convinced. Let's keep it a secret. We're gonna protect the you know finance financier financiers and the partners. So Carl he approaches a respect respected respected Dutch printing firm for the job. Okay. And he says, hey, we need this. You know, we need you to make these plates to print this money. <laughs> we need you to print money, and the printing firm's like, you what? Yeah. <laughs> And basically, they said, to make these plates this intricate, it's going to cost us too much. Like, we, it's going to take too much time. We can just take other contracts. Go to these guys. And they referred them to Waterloo and Sons Limited in London. So he goes to London, and they said, okay, we'll do it, but we have to receive direct correspondence from the bank saying, you know, authorizing it, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to cover our asses on this because, you know, it's yeah. a big deal if this was a scam. It's fair. Um, so, of course, Alves just forges those letters, gets them notarized, and sends them off. And they say, okay, here we go. And they start printing. <laughs> which is God fantastic. damn it, I love it. The, the printing company pretty quickly realized that the orders included serial numbers that had already been printed. Oh. And big red flags go off. Yeah. They're like, shit. Like, it, they're, they're serialized for a reason. We can't have duplicates. Like, what's going on? So they immediately do two things. They contact the bank, and they send a letter to the governor over the bank. Their bank contact was Alves. Oh they they gave him Alves's number <laughs> and said, this was this is the Bank oh, of Portugal. Jesus. The letter... Is Alves. <laughs> ...got lost in the mail. Otherwise, mm. this whole thing would have fallen apart. Damn. 
like pure chance that that letter did not get to him. Alves is just—he's working a, at the post office. Yeah, he was also their mailman. He would just wear a mustache, and yeah. he would pick up their mail. He'd look through it, and he'd be like, "Oh, wait, to the fucking Portuguese bank governor? No, uh, no, nope. no, take that." This so, looks like it might get lost in the mail. Alves, being the smooth talker he is, basically says, "No, no, they're they're okay to be reserialized because they're only going to be distributed in Angola. When they arrive there, we're going to stamp them all. It's just for circulation within the colony." And the just guy doing it is like, "Oh, uh, okay, okay, like, what a oh, you're the bank governor, okay, piss poor." Okay, well, this is only going to circulate in Angola. Do you know anything about like? currency and how it can move well like. well there will be stamps it'll it'll be stamped every <laughs> single bill that they're printing instead of just having it in the printing they're gonna stamp it by hand oh, after God. as an afterthought i was like what the fuck is going jesus. on jesus so they they do it literally Alves, create their own fucking currency they printed two hundred thousand banknotes each one five hundred Escudos each, five hundred bucks essentially. Damn. So uh, about a hundred million dollars. Yeah, damn. In face value, and he just gets it printed and delivered basically to his house. Damn, a hundred million dollars. You could buy what a thousand engineering companies and a Dude, thousand a, a thousand mining companies. It's a hundred million dollars in nineteen twenty four. No, I'm saying because he spent a hundred thousand dollars on those two yeah, fucking those two, businesses. He could get yeah, exactly. Uh, so he at the, at the peak of their printing. There were equal amounts of legitimate and fake $500 notes in existence. They printed so, the same amount that were already in circulation. So they doubled. So it was basically they 200 those bills million now. Just because, in those oh bills, my yeah. God, dude. So, I mean, you can't just start spending this money and then you got to transport it. How do you get it out of London into Portugal and then down to Angola or wherever it was going to be? In walks Jose. Mm-hmm. He uses his brother's diplomatic status to import. Pallets of bills. Jose's just in one of those like canvas military trucks. He's Pretty like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, just load it in. He doesn't need to be in an armored vehicle. No big deal. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> just bank notes. And and then his uh, Carl also used his Liberian diplomatic passport. <laughs> of course. To basically just import the bills. And at this point, they're like, yeah, this is this is for a, a secret loan program. I think they're. They're starting to figure out what's going on. So Alves takes the money and starts to launder it. Uh-huh. And he he either um you know breaks it into smaller denominations or he um sw- the main thing he did is he would exchange it for foreign currency that was gold backed. I was just about to say Portugal like, was not gold backed at that point. I was gonna say I was curious if they were just basically gonna exchange everything in the countries that they were in, which Yeah. Fucking well easy, yeah. An interesting thing is that foreign exchange at this time because of the recession potential depression you couldn't do foreign exchange uh, oh. for currencies but pretty much every every uh Bank whatever they're called company, would just do yeah. it they would do it they would document it, and then yeah. they would tear the page out oh I see. of their books Jesus. but yes yeah, they they he start that's how it starts he ends up taking 25 percent of it for himself figures just yeah. just straight up cash huh. the rest of it the group used to develop the and establish the Bank of Angola and Metropole. He he opens a bank in the colony. God damn. Dude. With the almost all of the rest of the money. Everybody at this point and is, likely is a getting, legitimate bank. It's now. a legitimate yeah. bank because they have the money. Yeah. And so the It has it has a real notary stamp on yeah. it. <laughs> Everybody's getting, you know, their share. Mm-hmm. 
and Jose becomes the leader of the bank. He's the head of the bank. Damn. And they start to heavily invest in Portugal, Angola, and other places. They also provide extremely low-interest loans with no deposit necessary for yeah. people in Angola. The idea I mean, being, the dude grew up in a shit-poor situation. No, that's not why. Oh, don't oh, don't like, give him that. I was like, no, maybe he, he's giving back. Nope. Maybe he's giving back to the Basically, community. more people will go in, say, get a loan for a couple thousand. Yeah. They're less start a successful off, yeah. company. They pay it off. That money that they paid it off with is now legit. It's fully yeah, laundered. It's now real fucking laundered money. God yeah. damn it. Dude. So it's just a laundering scheme. Jesus. They, they invest in currency, land, construction, businesses, engineering businesses, mining businesses, retail stores. I feel like this is the first and only time you'll ever hear somebody laundering money directly through a bank. <laughs> like, right? God damn, it dude. Is, they made it legit. Wow. They made it entirely legitimate. And they, they start going on like tours of different countries where they would just go on a tour and then buy stuff. Buildings, I mean. Businesses, <laughs> land. Um, Alves, <laughs> yeah. Alves purchased, the translation is fantastic. It's Palace of the Golden Boy. <laughs> I don't know what uh, it is. Right now, it's a like a council building, like a every, city building. Every other language translates so badly in I English. I love it. I entirely love it. <laughs> the English language is fucked when it's translated from something else. Yes. And then he, he buys Golden three plantations, boy. gets into the vegetable oil game, a fleet of taxis. He's basically running the taxi show Damn. in Angola. A bunch of jewelry and clothing for his wife. There are a couple of houses. Wealthy beyond anybody's oh, yeah, dreams yeah, now. Dude. They're bankers now. This is they're a banking family. Like yeah. this is they own the bank. Yeah. They um, they own the country. Yeah. Like, pretty much. They don't like, just own the bank. It, they it are to get, they like, are Angola's economy. Pretty much. And and Portugal's by extension. Yeah. Uh Jose goes on to buy a bunch a chain of retail shops. And, you know, heavily investing money. That, that's the main thing they did. They were throwing money at anybody Damn. who wanted it. Yeah, because they and, and it was because they're because printing money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Henny's, you know, Adolf Henny's, he went on a tour of Angola with Alves, and they, taught a, they bought a bunch of property, they invested in businesses, and they started developing cities. What year is this? 24, 1924. Damn, they were doing it. This quick. all happened within about a year. That's, Jesus. This, uh... You know, once they started printing it, they were hailed as developmental heroes. I'm sure dude. they were celebrated, like wherever they would go, and they created. They basically took Portugal out of their recession. Wow! Huge boom in the economy. Life is great until step three of the plan <laughs> needs to happen. This was step two. All right, what's step three? Buy enough shares to take over the Bank of Portugal. Oh God, dude! Then. Bro, as, you've already fucking... As the owner, he would be able to retroactively make his story about loaning money to Angola legitimate. Be Fair. able to retroactively go in, uh, sweep it under the rug, and say, no, no, this was a legit thing. Shit. It was a secret. That's a good point. And he had the money to do it. Yeah. He was a competing bank now. <laughs> okay. The problem is you have to figure out who owns the shares. It's, it's anonymous. Yeah. So all these tours they're doing... It, they're really just they're trying really to, just find, trying out, to yeah. find out, okay, you're a rich person. Do you they're know, own poking. the shares of this bank and then buying them out of those shares? Wow. They To completely take over the bank, they would need 45,000 shares. And by the, I think it was about the beginning of 1925, he had 10,000 already. Jesus. So he's well on his way to yeah. owning the national of Portugal. 
And the entire crew was in on it at this point. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah let's yeah. buy the bank. Yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> at, this point, at this point, they can't not be in on it oh, like, yeah. with what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, so they, you know, every they, they are making progress. In 1925, rumors start spreading that there are counterfeit bills in circulation. Oh, no. Well, the problem is there are no counterfeit, counterfeit bills in circulation. They cannot find evidence of counterfeit bills because they're not counterfeit. They're legitimate currency. Yeah, now it's legitimate. Yeah. So, so it's it, so not so much counterfeit, more duplicate serial numbers are circulating. That's the only yeah. flaw. Yeah. Because he couldn't figure out. Because you know, it, when when money is serialized, it's not one, two, three, four, five. They have a system. Yeah. So that you can. They have like you're not sequences to, yeah, of numbers that so that you print can't out predict it. Time. So you can't print out money. Yeah. You know, you can't predict what the next amount. Is going to be what the next yeah. serialized is going to be, and he basically figured out everything except that. And suddenly, you know, they're they're going on these huge investing tours, and people in Portugal and in the Portugal government are starting to get suspicious, but not because of the money. Mm-hmm. The money's all legit. The real suspicion is that Portugal thinks that Germany wants Angola. Oh fuck! They think Germany is coveting their colony because the colony is so successful. It's bringing them so much money and wealth and resources. And Germany is fucking Germany struggling. Is fucked. Yeah. yeah. So they look at the situation. They see Adolf Henny's right-hand man, essentially, one of the two, or one of the three. The tale with... of two Adolfs. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this should have been called. Damn. Uh, but they, they see Henny's is there and, you know, high up in this brand new competing bank that's lending out a ton of money at, like, rates that they could not compete with and they they're thinking oh he's got a history they look into him they're like he's got a history of espionage in world war one for the germans they're trying to take over Uh-oh. the bank let's see where is it yeah they, they think the bank is a front for the germans and the germans are saying no the it's country. the jews <laughs> yeah yeah seriously <laughs> And Henny's also at the time bought a huge amount of plantation land where overnight he became a competing vegetable oil magnate. God damn, The man. The other guy who basically had a monopoly on it before Henny's showed up said, I don't like competition. And this guy came out of nowhere. He was a spy in World War One, and now he's super wealthy. I think there's something wrong. Luckily, I also own the leading newspaper in Portugal. God damn <laughs> and man. Henny's had tried to buy the leading newspaper in the top newspaper in Angola, uh-huh. but wasn't able to. It was, it was too expensive or the deal fell through or something. But they saw that as a, no, it's the Germans. They're trying to take over the country. And also, I don't like competition. So this competitor six all of his, like, investigative journalists on this group of Oh, groups, yeah, absolutely. Just sends them to follow them around, look into their backgrounds, look into everything that they possibly can. Especially because I, I think really it was the competition. Like, they, they just didn't want yeah. the competition. So they start investigating this new bank, the members' backgrounds, and they start filing reports, essentially. Like, this bank can't provide these low-interest loans on their own. It's because it's German government money that they're able to do this. Uh, the Germans are infiltrating and trying to gain control of this colony. They're going to set up all their own, like, German-held businesses and then basically shut down the entire industry, shut down the country until or the colony until they gain control of it, essentially. The inspector of banking <laughs> commerce, high up government official, 
also open investigation because he realized they were trying to buy big shares of the Bank of Portugal. God damn. Conflict dude. of interest. So yeah. he starts looking into them. And Jose starts to back down. He starts to like, okay, I'm not going to try to buy any more shares. Let's cool it off for a little bit. Yeah. Let's, let's lose know, the heat. Let's lose the heat. At this point, a, this, this is the worst thing. Is Totally normal dude. He was a money changer. was his job. He, he did foreign exchange uh-huh. in Porto Uh-oh. where Alves lived. And he worked with Alves many times. Yeah, it was illegal, but pretty much you wouldn't get in trouble. They would just be like, don't do that. Yeah. And then you just keep doing it. So he, he starts to get suspicious because he sees these news stories in the newspaper. And, oh, there's something going on, but we can't figure it out. And it's the Germans. And it's he's like, oh, no, am I helping the Germans get this colony? Like, what's going on? So he starts getting suspicious of Alves. He thinks the money's counterfeit. He calls in a bank inspector and says, hey, this is all the money I got from Alves. Yeah. I think it's a forgery. I think it's a counterfeit. They inspect it. It's not. It's legitimate bills. Yeah, because he's already legitimized What can you do? (laughs) So finally, end of 1925. And then Alves finds out that this fucking guy just flipped on him. him. Yeah, and he just stops exchanging there. So December 1925, I think it was a journalist noticed a repeating serial number. Damn. Just one. They publish a huge smear piece, and they say, anybody who's done any business with this bank, with this, oh, these people, man. put those bills aside and compare them to the published, like, serialized numbers from the bank. And banks start, po- and financial institutions and companies start popping up saying, wait, I have a duplicate. Wait, I have a duplicate. Wait, yeah. I have a duplicate. And everything starts to fall apart. Oof. They figured out that the yeah that there were duplicates and the bank of portugal contacts waterloo and sons because they they were one of the very few companies who had the capacity to to print like this yeah and they say no no yeah we got the contract you know we know it was a secret but you're the bank of portugal like you know about this and they're like no we don't uh what (laughs) duh (laughs) jesus so alves and hennies were on a ship to portugal from angola at the time and they were tipped off somebody somebody let them know hey there's a, basically a warrant out for your arrest. You've been found out. Yeah. Hennies used his his German trick uh, skills, I guess, and escapes, changes his identity, and keeps his share of the money. Jesus. And flees the boat. Yeah. The ship. Alves goes on up says, <laughs> no, I will defend myself. Oh, no. I can do this. Dude. So he's 28 years old. Oh, God and, damn, yeah, dude. And he's- I keep thinking of him at this point, like- at this point, with how far the story's progressed, I keep imagining him as like a 50-year-old scam artist. Right? And it's like, damn. 20 years old, he gets arrested off the ship in Portugal. His uh, sentencing gets delayed for five years Ooh. because he argues that government elites and bank officials were in on it, and they're throwing him under the bus. Damn, Because dude. the forgeries are so legit, yeah. the judge says, hold on, he might be right. Like, how well, could he have done all this? Yeah, and he's got, he's got, like, he the, uh, he has the sway now because he is a banker. This is like somebody, like, this is like the U.S. government going, oh, yeah, the Rothschilds, like. Yeah. They're scam artists, and the Rothschilds are like, uh, excuse me, what? Yeah. Like, it would be the same fucking thing now. You'd be like, 
oh shit <laughs> yeah like, and i i love that he always complains it's a criminal conspiracy from the wealthy elites. wow dude he's a wealthy elite yeah, now yeah and, and he's, still is, got that mind he's not lying yeah he's like everything i'm saying is true i'm just not telling you which wealthy elites are scamming everyone <laughs> so luckily not really luckily 1930 comes around and he gets sentenced to 20 years okay I'm a little more comfortable with 20 years. I'm not. Not, not 54 we, days. We go into the effects of everything that he does soon. <laughs> he gets he's sentenced for 20 years. He gets out in 1945 because he converted to Protestant. Bro. I know. I, I read that. I was like, what the fuck? He gets five years off a sentence because he's religious now. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's like the, we don't want to jail these kinds of people argument. <laughs> Ugh. So God he, damn. the best thing, 1945, he's offered a job at the Bank of Portugal. No fucking way. <laughs> they really? offer him a job and he refuses. <laughs> because if you don't know, uh, he's still rich as shit. Yeah. They, I doubt they fucking, t they're not going to be able to take all of his money because half of it is legitimized. Yeah. Like how more you... than half of it is legitimized. Yeah. So, you know, he loses a lot of his companies and investments, but he still has a lot of money. Like he still has. Yeah, completely legitimate businesses from before wow. this. So um, he ends up, you know, spoiler, he ends up dying in, in 1955 of a heart attack 10 ah, years later. Fuck you. Um, Jose, he gets caught, you know, at the same time, and he gets sentenced for 15 years. He serves all 15, gets out, and then opens a nightclub. He dies in the 60s. Should have converted to Protestant. Right? Get five years out. But no, he, he just opens a nightclub. That's it. That's okay. how he spends his life. Live your life, Jose. Um, your Carl, he goes back to the Netherlands, and he's sentenced to... Oh, I thought he changed his identity and disappeared. No, no, that, that's Hennies. Oh, that was Hennies. That's the German. Uh, yeah, that's right. That was... Yeah, this is the Dutch guy. Yeah, he gets tried, ex exported, deported to the Netherlands, and he gets char sentenced to 11 months. What? But the even better, he says, I don't want to serve that, so he just leaves the country. <laughs> That's the most the other guys fucking, get 15 and 20 years. That's the most Dutch shit I've ever I heard in my life. It. They're like, you're sentenced to almost a year. And he goes, no, I'm not. And just Bye. steps over the line. He's like, I'm going to Brussels. Like, and he, fuck. And he has, you know, the best prisons in the world. <laughs> like, <laughs> he probably would have gotten a, a degree that in that 11 months. Just, they probably walked him in there. And he's like, mm, this room isn't for me. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't no like the color scheme. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we'll just leave. <laughs> yeah, God. Here's here's a fucking ticket to literally anywhere France. else on the planet. He takes a ticket to France, actually. God damn, where dude. Where he uses his money to purchase an electrical manufacturer. He becomes a naturalized citizen, starts a family in France, and gets extremely wealthy. Imagine buying a, an electrician, an electrical manufacturer company in the 1940s. God he would damn, be so you rich. Really, you really would. Uh, and he's he's, and then he never took another trip through Netherlands, which is fair. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Worth it. So he, uh, Hennies, Adolf Hennies, he disappears for a little bit. Uh, shows, shows up again in 1932 with a different last name. Yeah, weirdly. No, he, uh, <laughs> he does, fl fl he, he flees to Germany and he reappears as Hans Doring, which is his real name. This entire time. Oh, okay, so Adolf's been a fucking Adolf Hennies has damn, been dude. a lie this entire time. What a His stud. real name is Hans Doring. And he, you know, he still has a bunch of money. He says, I'm just going to keep the ball rolling. Let's invest in, you know, like uh, 
middle of the war Germany. Uh-oh. He loses all of his money. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, God, did he invest in and start he, creating he, concentration he invests, camps? Yeah, he <laughs> invests in a small company that produced Zyklon, Zyklon B, a pesticide. Oh, no, boy. No. He, <laughs> he loses a lot of his money, and he's like, okay, I can't be trusted with my own money. I'm going to have basically a conservator or like somebody who takes charge of your finances. So he gives his money to one of his closest and most trusted friends. What was remaining? It wasn't very much. Alves, yeah, yeah, now, yeah. Now working for the Portugal bank. <laughs> yeah, no, he uh, gives it over to a trusted friend who refuses to give him any back, and he dies in poverty. Oh, <laughs> damn! He just took it. He's like, bye. Trusted friend, that. So obviously, he there was during this whole event there was a huge economic boom, huge amount of development happened, especially in Africa, southwestern <laughs> Africa. Um, turns out, adjusted for inflation. Huh. Alves introduced $76 million into the Portuguese economy, which, you know, GDP, how it's, it's not just the money that's circulating, it's like the value of everything, yeah, yeah, all that it's, stuff. It's like the assets and everything. It was about 1% Jesus. of the total, like, I, I, not GDP, what, what's the, the term I'm trying to think? It's like they're, I don't, I don't know the term, but basically. GDP. Yeah. I don't no, know. I don't know. I don't remember what it was. Um. When he got caught, the exchange value of Portuguese currency dropped off the planet. Oh, like, I'm sure. To nothing. Uh, the the entire, like, Portugal currency system lost credibility. I mean, this is all—a lot of this, I feel like, is because he probably had the majority of the money that was actually moving around. He like, had a ton, it's, yeah. It's always the idea that I've seen that it's— like what fixes economies and what gets the ball rolling is when money touches more hands. The more yeah, hands exactly. money touches, the better it is for the economy. And yeah. when everybody's saving because you're in a depression, you're like, I got to hold on to what I fucking have. And then you've got some dude that's like, oh, I created a bank out of literally thin air. He's he's circulating cash like fucking oh, crazy. Yeah. He's, it's he's touching getting, everybody's yeah. hands. And that's building the economy back up. It may have been one percent of their like total value. Oh, but it, but it was. But circulating I promise money. that that shit had to have been like ten percent of what oh, was yeah. circulating. Oh yeah, it, like li- liquidity, es- and, especially yeah. considering so many people found duplicates. Like it's because he was circulating shit. Yeah, wow. I mean, if, if you remember, it was half of the five hundred dollar banknotes. Yeah, in cir- like total circulation. Jesus. So he, you know, the. Government and the bank essentially got most fake notes within 20 days. They were able to recall them, get them out. Uh, about 115,000, which means they still lost 85,000 still in circulation. But taking that much money out of your economy then causes a lot of issues. <laughs> Jose, Jose starts seeing all of these duplicate bills coming into his club. He's like, fuck. fuck. <laughs> no, he... so. Basically, there was a confidence crisis, which, you know, that's a financial thing. There's just no trust in the currency anymore, especially because it's not backed. I wonder why. Yeah, especially because it's not backed by gold or anything. Chain reaction of events causing different political and financial unrest within the country leads to a, to a coup d'etat against the Republic oh government. Oh, my God. That transforms the country into a national militaristic authoritarian dictatorship. Jesus. He... He, and it's it's not like changed until like the seventies. <laughs> like God damn, he, dude. he basically has a dictatorship installed on accident. Yeah, he he actively 
set he set them yeah, the he, wheels in motion. Yeah. He fucking paved the road for a dictatorship to just walk Jesus. up it, and they just took control. And, and Waterloo and Sons got the shit suit out. Of oh them. God, dude, I'm sure the, they, the they Waterloo. Well, interestingly enough, Waterloo, the main guy, he he was basically kicked out by the board because he. Had, yeah, he said, fucked yeah, it let's up. do this. Yeah. <laughs> he then became the Mayor Lord of London. <laughs> the Mayor Lord of London. Which is a Jesus. cool title, but yeah, the, the company gets the shit suit out of them. They never financially recover from it. Nah, I don't blame them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, he basically God. circulated enough money to install, to accidentally install a dictatorship. He literally a fascist desta- government. He, uh, he destabilized their economy and then destabilized their government. Well, he, he like, boomed their economy and yeah, then destabilized yeah. it and then, yeah. Jesus, man. And he, yeah, the most dies of a heart attack. Interesting man. On, on the I don't know why we ha- how we haven't heard about this. We've talked about yeah. you know, sneaky schemes and shit like this, but I mean, it's a big one. It, it it's one it where one. even when we've talked about like sneaky stuff, I think it wouldn't have fit into a lot of those oh, episodes because yeah. a lot big. of those are they're small, small potatoes, man. Like they aren't shit. And this is a big it's a big bitch. one. Yeah, this is a big bitch. Yeah, but. Wow. I fucking love it. <laughs> like, That's I don't know insane. how he got... And it was just because of a shitty notary. Yeah. <laughs> it was it because he owned a stamp. Yeah, because he, he found a notary a notary stamp in a trash <laughs> he, can. He was looking for food in a dumpster, and he found it and was like, oh, I might oh, be able to use this. Right. Yeah, that's that's legitimately it. I, Jesus. It's fantastic. How bad, dude. It's fucking bonkers. <sighs> I love it. Fantastic. That's supposed to be a shorter episode, but nah, you, I mean, you know how that happens. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. Uh, well, as always, thanks for tuning in. Uh, and if you would like to support us on Patreon, by all means, check us out at Points of Pressure on there. Um, if you can't afford it, don't do it. But it's we, we appreciate you guys. Yeah, we appreciate you guys just listening. Um, but if you're interested in getting some additional shit, by all means, check it out. We upload an extra episode at the end of every month. So... Yeah. It, yeah. This month hey, is consistent. mine. So uh, I got two episodes to do this week. Consistency. Fuck. No worries. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you got them names. Yeah, I just clicked away from it. All right. Hold on. I got oh, I was active. like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> there were so many more. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to sort by active. <coughs> Damn it, I did that cough thing. I'm trying not to. I told to. you. I told you to do it. Ridiculous. You do it every time. All right, of course, the uh, chair people, chairman of the board, uh, Mini D, Toddle Waddle, and Weston, they uh, they allow us to print our own currency. Yeah, they're they're setting us up for printing our own currency, currency and purchasing all of Angola. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're currently... <laughs> we're in the process in of the it. In the process. Um, of course, uh, we've got uh, Abby, AJ's third nut, Thomas, Dark Runner, D's Nuts, and Larry Robo. Thank you guys so much for you know supporting us, letting us keep doing this show. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's your part now. Yeah, we appreciate you guys tuning in every week. really does mean a lot. Uh, in, let's see, we got three more episodes until we take a break. So uh, keep an eye on that shit. We'll be breaking for just under a month. I think we'll have three weeks off until we pick back up. We've got to look at it exactly, but that is coming up. Tell all of your fucking friends about the show, please, uh, if you hear about somebody talking about the show tag us if you see something that you guys are like oh my god d and aj talked about this tag us send it our way whatever uh it helps with growth and we would really appreciate it um 
And as always, if you guys ever have any recommendations for books, movies, TV shows, fucking music, uh, really anything, if you see memes you like, you just want somebody to talk to, by all means, reach out to us on Instagram uh, at points o pressure, and feel free to email us at the letters, all of them are letters, P-P-D-N-A-J at gmail.com. We'll catch you guys next Monday.